Greetings, Divine Spirit. Welcome to Deepen in the Divine Radio with your host, Scott Kreitza, author, intuitive, and seeker of the divine. On the show, you'll hear topics ranging from A Course in Miracles, Forgiveness, Communicating with Spirit, and Intuitive Guidance. I'll also have special guests and authors to bolster your spiritual knowledge, practice, and experiences. So sit back, close your eyes, and get ready to deepen with the divine. All right, greetings, divine spirit, and welcome to the January 12th, 2018 Deepen in the Divine radio show here on BBS Radio Channel 2. And I'm your host, Scott Kreitza. And you can find more about uh, what I'm doing, especially the the writing that I'm up to these days, uh, whether it's the blog or the spiritual novel that I'm, I've actually submitted and working on these days. And you can check me out at krytsa.com. That's krytsa.com. And I really appreciate you visiting. And once again, I, I just love offering this because not only am I a storyteller writer, but I'm also an intuitive And for those of you that go to my website at krytsa.com and sign up for the newsletter today, um, I will gift you with a 60-minute intuitive reading. So there's some incentive to sign up. And I send out those newsletters once a week, uh, every Sunday. And there's usually some sort of, you know, spiritual guidance or tidbit in there that I think is really helpful and useful. And only those that are signed up on the newsletter will get that information. So please come on over and sign up. And I'm really excited for today's uh, show topic, which is going to be all about messages for 2018. And I'm going to get into why I think that's a little unique or special uh, for this show. But first, I wanted to jump into our our normal routine here, which is first to um, recite a quote from A Course in Miracles. And so today's quote comes from uh, the text of A Course in Miracles, chapter 15, uh, section 11. And paragraph 10. So, will the year begin in joy and freedom? There is much to do, and we have been long delayed. Accept the holy instant as this year is born, and take your place, so long left unfilled in the great awakening. Make this year different by making it all the same, and let all your relationships be made holy for you. This is our will. Amen. And I, I chose that passage from Course of Miracles because um, I do feel that it's going to be relevant to today's show topic. And um, I'll get into a little bit more on that a little uh, later. Um, so I, next portion of the, the show that uh, we like to do, and as I'm doing my gratitude minute, you can pause and do your own. And so for me, what I'm really grateful for is the constant voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's even when I'm caught up in my own drama, I know that she is there guiding me gently back to God, and I just need to stop, breathe, and listen. And I'm also grateful that I'm, I feel that I'm doing that more and more these days. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more I could be doing, but I definitely notice a big difference. I'm definitely checking in a lot more, asking and being patient and rechecking, uh, and then taking action on whatever guidance that I'm getting from spirit. And so I think that all of that, um, the Course in Miracles quote and the Gratitude Minute, you know, is leading to the the, sh- the show topic for today. And um, before I get into that, I just want to remind folks that um, today's show is actually pre-recorded. Um, I'm actually recording this on Sunday, January 7th. Um, in preparation for being out of town, I'm going to be visiting some really amazing um, friends and folks uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And it's a really special visit for me. I'm special, making it special, I guess. But um, for me, that's where I really deepened. I had studied A Course in Miracles before, but um, it was in living in that area that it really took on a whole new level. And that was thanks to a good friend of mine, uh, Reverend Darren Owens, Darren Owens, W. Owens, um, who actually uh, I'll be interviewing in the next show, just so everyone knows. Please stay tuned um, for that show. The The last Friday of the month in January 2017, we'll have Darren Owens on. And Darren and I go back a ways, and I'm really grateful for having met him because he was the one that literally sort of pushed me <laughs> into um, 
not only working at a metaphysical bookstore as an intuitive or psychic, um, but also he kind of prodded me to, to lead a Course in Miracles study group, which I had never considered before that time. And because of that, just some really amazing um, relationships started around that first group that um, I joined in the Bay Area. And this is, gosh, I think it started around 2007, 2008 timeframe. So it's been about a decade and uh, just some beautiful friendships came out of that. And um, my best friends to this day, you know, came out of that group and some lovely relationships blossom because of that. So even though, you know, the course says don't make any any relationship special, I mean, I think by default, we're in bodies, that's going to happen. Um, but the whole point would be to forgive those relationships, no matter what comes up. And so I think, you know, for whatever reason, our group was brought together. And I think we've all grown and learned and loved together. And I think that's really beautiful. So that was a long segue to say <laughs> um, that basically the show's pre-recorded today. So um no need to try to call in. Um, normally, I'll ask people to call in, especially if they're looking for any on-the-air intuitive guidance. So we won't get that today. But I think today there will be a special sort of a treat. Um, since the topic is uh, a message for 2018 or messages for 2018, um. And again, this goes back really to the those days uh, working at the metaphysical bookstore in the Bay Area, um, which was called Sacred Paths at the time. It was in San Mateo, California. But unfortunately, like many of the metaphysical bookstores in the Bay Area, uh, it went out of business, which is really unfortunate. It was really a beautiful, beautiful bookstore, beautiful people that would come to visit and take classes and purchase books, um, new age, spiritual books there. And again, meeting folks like Darren and uh, my best friend, Sheldon. And of course, his wife, Jacqueline. And there's a whole list of people that um, came out of that group. Uh, let's see if I can name some folks just to acknowledge that they've made a huge, positive, beautiful impact in my life. Uh, like Ellie, uh, Colleen, Sandra. Um, gosh, there's probably so many more. Uh, but in this moment, I'm kind of blanking. So those are the folks I wanted to acknowledge out of that group. Uh, Doug was another. Yep. And I'm sure there's more that could come back, but just some very beautiful, wonderful people that are still practicing A Course in Miracles to this day. But um, I've been really feeling that at least one of the shows that I was going to bring in um, basically a channeled message. And for some of you that actually know me, you probably realize this is a big deal, not because it's a channeled message that I'm going to share today, but the fact that I'm actually doing a channeled message because I really stopped um, channeling and it was channeling my higher self uh, for many years. I was very particular about what I would let through uh, because I did have one experience where something else came through and it really kind of freaked me out. It wasn't a bad thing, but it just wasn't invited and it came through. So that's why I'm very particular about setting protection and setting intention. And I'm going to purposely do all of this live uh, so that you hear my invocation prayer. Uh, because I think for anybody that, um, especially if you're going to channel, especially if you're going to say, yep, I'm going to open myself up to a, a different energy or an energy that you normally don't bring in in your day-to-day -day life, that, you know, you should really consider setting protection and especially intention. And for me, I always want to connect with God and Holy Spirit. And then if there is a very specific archetype out there that I want to connect with, like in my case, for the I find messages like channel messages, like the higher self seems to be a good way to connect with that. Um, but I guess I'll share briefly how I got into that since I haven't really done this in a long time. One, I'm a little nervous, so I'm kind of probably buying myself some time here. But um, I think it's probably good to share how I got into, you know, channeling and especially intuition. And I would say, you know, it definitely, for me, over time, like I had this awakening experience in my late 20s, I realized, you know, I wasn't very happy with my life. Um, I just came home from a normal day. I was working at Boeing, uh, doing some pretty cool work there, developing the world's first uh, one-piece fuselage out of composite material, which had never been done before. So it was a cool opportunity. I think a lot of people would say, wow, you know, you're doing some neat stuff. 
but I also noticed at the same time, I just wasn't very happy. Um, and I wanted a change in my life. Um, I wanted something to be different and I didn't realize it, but what happened was I came home from work unconsciously just grabbed a beer, turned on the TV, popped into a nice comfy chair and just zoned out while the TV was on. I kind of remember just flipping through channels over and over again and just zoning out. And all of a sudden I started to realize or notice um, all these thoughts running through my head and they were not very good, positive, um, uh, boister, boistering, I guess, thoughts that would, you know, boost one's self-esteem. They were pretty negative things like, you know, you're no good, no one loves you, you know, no one's going to want to date you because I was single at the time, you know, you'll never amount to anything in your work, things like that. I mean, just all very negative stuff. And so I was like, wow, well, no wonder I'm not very happy right now. Look what's going through my mind. And in that moment, something just clicked. And I literally turned off the TV, got up, just dumped my beer out um, in the sink. And I went back and I just literally started meditating. And for a good year, I'd say I just sat, I'd come home from work every day and I'd just sit in silence and just without knowing how to meditate, I would just meditate, just get quiet. And I think that really started to open the door for many things. And that eventually led to me leaving my corporate job for a bit. Um, I signed up for a leadership program, which really started to open me up even more. I was going through coaching, life coaching training, and even got certified as a life coach. Um, and really, I think what that was doing is just sort of opened me up, opening me up more and more, especially to be okay to be in silence. I'd say another key like turning point would have been visiting, I remember visiting um, a spiritual teacher, his name is Eli Jackson Bear. Uh, his last name is J-A-X-O-N-Bear, B-E-A-R. And he's married to Gangaji, who's another spiritual teacher. They live down in southern Oregon in Ashland. And they both, uh, they'll teach together, but at times they'll, they'll do separate teachings. And so the first time I had heard of Eli, he was teaching up in Vancouver. Uh, again, I think... Gosh, I think this was around like 2006 time frame. And I went up to Vancouver for the workshop and decided to check it out on Friday night and then decided, yeah, I'm going to stay for the whole weekend and take his whole weekend seminar. And in that seminar, he, you know, he practices satsang, which he likes to sit in silence with people and then he'll just kind of open it up and go, okay, who's got a question? And if you've never been to one before, you start to realize, what does he mean by ask a question? And it really means, okay, what questions do you have about waking up? Like really waking up. And the beautiful thing with Eli is that uh, because of the work he has done in his life and the studies that he did in India with his guru, um, he literally, he and his wife, amongst others that have studied in India, um, have the ability to transmit the silent mind. And this is a real gift. Um, it's not the end-all, be-all, what I've learned, but it's a real gift to be able to literally stop your mind. Because even up to that point, even as I noticed my negative thoughts and even as I meditated a lot, um, you know, my mind was still always trying to search things out, solve problems, or create new problems. That's another good one. And I just clearly remember being in this class, and Eli... Basically, I asked, I think I just asked Eli something like, so, you know, according to your books and what you're saying, you know, anyone can wake up in like literally in this moment. And he just kind of looked at me and smiled. And then he just asked, yes. And, you know, what's that thought that you just had? And I just remember my, I could feel my mind almost like the gears of my mind starting to crash and just fall apart. It was like that question stopped my mind and it literally did. Um, and I just remember just kind of smiling and laughing with him. And he was asking again, oh, you know, what's that thought? And I just said, well, nothing. And then he asked me what I am. I just said, well, nothing. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like. I just felt like I was, my mind had stopped and I was just literally in this space of just being and not, nothing else. Um, but I clearly remember the rest of the day, like my mind was not doing its normal thing, which is chattering. And I even remember driving back home at that time I was living in Seattle, driving from Vancouver, Canada to Seattle. And the whole time I was just in awe of the experience because I was driving 
you know, doing what I needed to do to drive, but no thoughts were going through my mind. So, you know, I highly recommend checking out, you know, it's, it's great to have external teachers like that. Again, it wasn't the end all be all for me because eventually my life came back and <laughs> thoughts came back. Um, but in the story of, you know, awakening in my own intuition or higher self, that was a big, big key moment. And then throughout that year, um, just working with um, some friends and other people, understanding, you know, watching somebody else channel and kind of realizing, hey, that's something that I could do. And I always felt like, you know, I had, I had some intuition or I always have things I feel is true or know things that are true, but I've never expressed them. And for some reason, the idea of channeling just really hit home. And literally for me on January 1st, 2007, I just woke up in the middle of the night or it was really early in the morning and just I had this desire to want to speak. I had no idea what I needed to say, but I just know, knew I needed to say that. And I woke up a friend of mine and just said, hey, I need to talk right now. I just need to start saying some stuff. And that's when I was introduced to my higher self, Ozrin. And I think, you know, again, the higher self typically knows how to work with you, especially, you know, if you set that intention in space. I just knew that a higher part of me needed to speak. And for me, I needed validation. And so as I was speaking, I could literally feel this huge body within mind. It literally felt like it was, you know, 10 or 12 feet tall. Even though I was sitting cross-legged on the floor, I could feel it sitting cross-legged with me and its head was like way up in the air. And I could also feel these hands and especially remember these fingers being, you know, at least twice as long as mine. And so I had this validation like, okay, I'm definitely channeling something and it's really happening and this isn't just me making stuff up. And so that just started the whole journey of, for myself you know, the whole year of 2007, I just wanted to share this gift as I tuned in and it was very specific about tuning into my higher self and sharing intuitive messages with people as well as doing like group intuitive ses sessions. And I, you know, I think I went up to Seattle and um, Canada for like some group stuff as well. And I just started to develop this ability to be intuitive uh, by channeling. And I even went through a period where I would record stuff and put it out on podcasts. Um, but then in, uh, again, I believe it was like early 2008 or end of 2007, that's when I met Darren. He was teaching a class, Darren Owens. Um, it was an Edgar Casey class. And he just went over to me, I remember this, and said, you know, you, you're an intuitive. You need to do this work. We need to hire you here at the bookstore. And God bless him. That's exactly what happened. They brought me in and I started doing intuitive readings. And at first I thought, okay, great. Well, I guess I'll have to figure out how to channel in front of people, which kind of freaked me out. Um, but then I, I learned with the very first um, client that I had at the bookstore that I didn't need that. I was told right away, you don't need a channel. Just be with this person and just start telling them, you know, what you're feeling or what you're seeing or what you're hearing. Uh, because even though I'm more of a feeler when I get information, if I'm tuned in with somebody else, I might get information that... Um, they might be sending out as well. So I might not just feel things, but I could see things or hear things, uh, which is unusual for me. But with other people, I can do that. And I clearly remember the first client that I ever had. And this was a woman who came in just desperately looking for any type of help or advice because her doctors pretty much told her she was going to die. Um, so that pretty that was pretty freaky <laughs> to have as like a first... Um, intuitive client. Um, but it was a really beautiful experience. I mean, I have no idea where this woman is today, but I was clearly getting that, you know, she's not going to die, that she was having problems with her kidneys, but I could see like this blue light around her kidneys showing that there's life there and that it was receiving healing and that she was meant, you know, to continue to live. So, uh, you know, gosh, you know, my heart goes out to this person, hopefully that they're still in body. Um, I feel that they are, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. But wow, what a great first uh, client to have. And so from that point on, I would do a mix of channeling, and then I would do these, what I would call my normal intuitive method that I still do today. Um, and again, if you go over to my website, you'll find that out, um, that I'm still, at this point, I'm gifting readings a lot. But 
um, I still love to do that. And I've done it off and on for, again, over 10 years now. And But for some reason, at some point, I just realized, well, all the intuitive information I'm getting, you know, I don't have to do this weird, crazy channeling thing because it felt like, you know, I was just dramatizing what I think we all have, which is intuitive information, especially if you intend it to come from your higher self or the Holy Spirit, you know, then you're, you're really bringing in true, unfiltered, you know, messages that are better for the greater good. Um, and, uh, but I did stop doing that. I just felt like, you know, I just, this is too showy. <laughs> but for some reason over the last year, I've just felt this little nudge that, you know, maybe I should still share in this way because I think um, I still get caught up in, you know, the Scott Kreitza personality in that, you know, I am an engineer by day and, um, you know, I'd say that's a very heady <laughs> job role to have, especially doing like, I do get to be creative in the sense that I do art research and development, but still it's very heady. You know, it's very much got to keep schedule, got to keep projects going, got to think of problems to solve all the time. And so it takes away from, at least my experiences, I allow it to take away from my heart center or my emotional center. But I do find that when I channel and I intend for that energy to come through, then my heart does seem to open up a lot more and probably messages become less filtered or less distorted. So I think I'm coming to terms with, you know, it's okay to channel. I just don't need to rely on it, I think, like I did in the past. And so this is a really long story to say, I think today's, you know, pretty unique, pretty cool, and that I haven't channeled for a long time, years. Um, and I'm going to do a little bit of that today. I have no idea what's going to come through. Uh, I normally never do, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, it might be a little slow to start. We'll see. But I, I want you all to hear and experience, like, how I get settled in, um, how I do the invocation prayer, and then really just um, my hope is that you really do notice a change in the energy once, um, you know, I intentionally allow this higher self energy, which I call Ozrin. That name came up early on. Um, you know, there's no meaning to the name. I think it was just a random name that came out because, you know, my understanding of higher self um, through channeling Ozrin is that it's a collective. It's a collective of different energies. This collective is also on its path to awakening, a spiritual awakening, to become fully um, in knowledge or have full experience with God. You know, this higher self piece of me is still in its process of trying to figure all of this out. And which I think is cool that it's willing to admit that because I've heard other channel material where it just seems like, well, I'm kind of like the end all be all. You need to listen to what I say because I'm the higher power. But I, I appreciate that this consciousness, this collective consciousness is acknowledging like, hey, we're not the end-all be-all. God is. So that should be your final goal, but we can be here to maybe help you along the way, help you along your path, which is why I did find even early on channeling this this higher self energy or archetype, whatever you want to call it, you know, it, it did tend to bring in a lot of messages that were in alignment with A Course in Miracles, which is something that I love and still love today, uh, obviously. Cor- you know, the Course is something that's near and dear to my heart and something that I strive to practice every day of my life. So that's kind of a, a long setup for um, hearing this channeled message again for the year 2018. And so before I get started, I just want to let people know like what my little ritual is. I've got a Holy Spirit candle in front of me that's uh, lit. I always light that before the start of a show. So that's going, the light of the Holy Spirit. And then I also have a Mary Magdalene rosary. Um, It's literally a rosary um, that was made um, by a gal. Oh gosh, I'm going to forget her name. Oh shoot, I'll have to see if I can remember it later. But she's on Etsy. She also has her own website where she's really into Mary Magdalene. But I think she's really into like the christian or catholic version of mary magdalene but still recognizes her as a saint but anyway i love i'm because of my latest novel masters of love i've just really grown to connect with mary magdalene and especially knowing that she's an ascended master and equal with with jesus 
Mr. Jesus. And um, so I bought this rosary because I love the the idea of praying with it. But I also replaced the crucifix with a, a Holy Spirit um, pendant. And it literally says, Holy Spirit, enlighten me. And so because I've prayed with this rosary, especially praying to God and Holy Spirit with this, I just like to hold it um, when I'm doing intuitive readings or now when I'm going to channel here. <laughs> uh, just for me, it helps bring in some structure, reminds me that, hey, I want to connect with God and Holy Spirit. And so that's how I remind myself tactily, I guess you could say, you know, the candle, kind of the vibe, the, the Holy Spirit, Mary Magdalene rosary. And then I'm going to go into, uh, probably do a couple deep breaths, and then I'll do an invocation prayer, and then you're going to hear the channel message. And even though it's pre-recorded, I'm not going to stop. This is all going to be live. So we're going to see what happens here. So um, if you're, you know, at home uh, or someplace where you can relax, I'd recommend that you do that right now and just kind of close your eyes and take a couple deep breaths with me and um, just enjoy the messages, whatever come out. Okay. All right. So there's one deep breath. This just seems to come automatic these days. And now I'm just going to get quiet myself. Take another deep breath. I intentionally raise my vibration. I am surrounded by the light because I am the light. I ask that my ego and personality stand aside as I connect with God, Holy Spirit, and my higher self, Ozrin, and allow love, joy, miracles, healing, and information to flow through me. Mm. Yes. It's wonderful to be talking with all of you in this way. And yes, it has been a while for Scott in this way. So we're allowing this energy to adjust itself back in again, since it hasn't been here in this way. And what seems like a long time, but of course, time is illusory. The world that we think we live in is illusory. It's part of the dream, the dream of separation. And what we're really here to do is remember that we're, we are not here, <laughs> that we are really at home with God, and that those around you that appear to be separate and, and separated from you is just part of the illusion. That's the, part, the ego part of the mind tricking you into thinking that you're separate and that you're surrounded by separate brothers and sisters. When your job, you know, whether you call it 2018 or 2019, or whatever year it is. It's your same job. It's over and over again until you fully return to God, where God f takes the final step and scoops you back up into her bosom, where you'll live and remain in eternity, where you are and where you belong. And so that's just a reminder to continue your main job, which is forgiveness, which is first remembering that this is a dream that you created, because that starts to take away the power, especially if you're not feeling peace, you're not feeling joy, you're not feeling happiness, or you're wanting or desiring something in the world that you just don't have yet. And then the second is, especially if it's related to somebody else, if somebody else is, you've allowed them to rob you of your peace that you have, you are inherited to, um, your joy, your happiness, and that's to remind yourself that that seemingly other person is not even really there, but that they are also spirit, that they are spirit, that they are the son of God, that they are Christ themselves. And that your mind is tricking you into thinking that they're anything other than that. And then the third step is to realize that you actually do want peace, that you actually do want God, that you do want perfect joy, perfect happiness. And once you do that and make that choice that that's what you want and will it, then the fourth step is simply to let it go. Because quite honestly, you do not know how to heal your mind. <laughs> Only the Holy Spirit does. 
any plans or schemes or ways forward that you think that you know until you release it to the Holy Spirit and keep checking in with spirit over and over again, you know, maybe a clear distortion of the ego mind because the ego mind always wants to get involved. It's always trying to usurp spirit or God. It's always trying to say, hey, look, I can do this. I can create separate from God. And so that's why it's kind of tricky at first, especially if you're not used to surrendering to spirit or to God and just totally trusting in that the ego is going to want to continuously come in over and over again. And so that's the part of the mind that needs to be healed or as A Course in Miracles says, undone. And it's okay to want to undo the ego. Uh, We feel that there are a lot of thought systems out there that are trying to get you to make friends with your ego or to make peace with your ego. And really, why would you want to make peace or make uh, a pact with an illusion that's going to disappear anyway? Uh, You know, maybe it makes you feel good in the moment, but uh, if you want to really be done in a timely manner, (laughs) even though, again, time is an illusion, um, then we feel that practicing forgiveness is one of the best ways uh, to basically fold all of your learning and and healing that needs to happen so that it happens faster and quicker. And again, there's other modalities out there, which we will not discuss, but for those of you that have chosen to listen uh, to this particular recording and through this person, um, then A Course in Miracles has something to do with your life. And we encourage you, if you haven't already, to explore a little bit more about what it is or to possibly purchase the book um, and start to read it, or if you find it difficult to read, to join study groups, or if you find the groups difficult, to possibly read other Course in Miracles authors like Marianne Williamson, Gary Renard, John Mundy, uh, and yes, uh, Ken Wapnick. Those are all wonderful ways to sort of keep dipping your foot deeper and deeper and deeper into A Course in Miracles and start to understand what it might mean to you to forgive and to have peace in your mind and in your heart. So we feel that this is a a wonderful way for you to experience all of this. And that includes even our furry friends in the background, that even uh, our pets (laughs) also need to go through this experience of forgiveness. And we appreciate what um, even separate bodies as pets can bring into the illusion, especially in the way of healing and soothing. And so, yes, you can do this with a pet. And so we're inviting, in this case, this is our friend Charlie, into our discussion today. Beautiful. And this is a good example. We would say that, um, you know, one way I think even Scott would have been upset in the past and would have probably stopped this recording and tried to figure out a way to quiet um, this wonderful furry Himalayan cat. But I, we feel this is good learning to share because he's learned uh, that that's, that's one way to do things, but you can also just trust in spirit. And that joining minds, uh, which we just did with Charlie, is another way to reassure and calm pets down, especially if you can share an image um, with the pet that, um, you know, if they're in distress, you can just share an image of being with them and petting them and just being with them and loving them. Um, So that's one example. And this is a great segue into what to expect for 2018. So we would say that 2018 is going to be just yet another year of more (laughs) challenges uh, in the illusion. There will be some things that seem really, uh, positive and happy and those that are pretty negative and and can be considered scary. We will definitely say that the global political arena is still going to be volatile throughout the year, you know, constant up and downs, constant, um, almost like children on a playground pushing each other prior to a fight. And the world's going to be wondering, are they ever, you know, are they really going to fight? Are they going to finally figure out that it's really not in anyone's best interest to get into a fight and specifically it you know this this type of a fight uh, clearly there um, is tension going on especially between the leader of the united states and the leader of north korea 
And, you know, they're basically playing a game of posturing, you know, the kind of like with words pushing back and forth on the, on the school playground to see, you know, who might back off first, um, which unfortunately both sides, they're kind of in that mentality where neither is going to back down. So it's really going to take um, those with more of a sane mind. <laughs> in this case, it's, it will have to be other countries that will have to work with both sides to get them to kind of both back down a little bit more and more. And we feel that this will be the case, that, you know, uh, there's been some discussion about, oh gosh, is this going to build up to uh, a nuclear war or a nuclear scenario? Uh, we don't feel that, that that's the case. That's not really in the script uh, for this experience in this timeline. Um, will that mean that there will never be a nuclear warhead going off somewhere in on the planet Earth? Uh, we can't say yes or no for sure. It's, we would say because of the mentality and the way that the the ego mind works, it's still a possibility, a strong possibility. Um, but it doesn't feel like uh, in 2018 that that's really going to be the case. Um, in the case of finance currency for 2018, there's been much discussion uh, in the news and amongst uh, even in the world, Scott's world, um, digital currency. Uh, we really feel that this is an area of, of pretty significant growth, potential growth. And especially the most popular phrase or, or type of currency being talked about is Bitcoin. And we would say that those that consider themselves experts and keep basically saying that this is uh, too volatile of a, of a currency um, are very much underestimating uh, where this currency can go. And we feel that this is a reflection of um, the feeling is definitely probably a few decades down the road where there's going to be a pretty significant, I guess you could call it a financial celebration around the world where people will start to feel a lot more abundant and see abundance return back to them uh, in the form of bank accounts, in the form of currency. But we feel that this particular type of currency, this digital currency, and specifically the Bitcoin currency, is going to continue to show that there is a new way to bring commonwealth, this is what we mean by true commonwealth, to those on the planet. And so even though it might seem that uh, it's impossible to even invest at this time, we feel that even just putting a little bit in every month, uh, even if all you have is $5 or $10, that um, this currency will continue to rise, um, even though it might appear to dip at times. But that is our general feeling. And then the other, um, I guess you could call it digital currency or cryptocurrency uh, would be the technical terms, um, that these two will also show signs. Uh, and so we would recommend that this will be a great exercise, especially since money or finances is such a huge strain or tension uh, on many on, on the planet, that this is a great exercise to start understanding how do you work with spirit uh, around abundance. And it can look something like this, like spirit, um, would it serve my highest and greatest good to invest in Bitcoin today? And just wait and see what you what you hear or feel or see. Um, it could be that for you, it's a no. Maybe you could find out, you know, in a week, would it be good for me? Yes or no. Or in a month, yes or no. Um, and really start to work with your own guidance. And again, we would recommend connecting directly to the Holy Spirit, especially if you've never worked with the higher self aspect, even though the higher self is here to help um, we feel that it would be better practice to make sure that you go to the top, <laughs> go to the ultimate source, God, Holy Spirit, and start working at that level. And maybe you'll get um, information that you should work with a certain angel or maybe ascended master or, or maybe a different archetype that you feel very comfortable with but has, you know, very high frequency vibrational um, relationships. 
And so as you basically establish this relationship, then you start to deepen your trust and openness around finances and abundance. And maybe you'll start to not only get your own intuitive information, or maybe you won't hear anything, but then you'll start to take notice around you. Maybe you start to hear the word Bitcoin or friends talk about it over and over and over again. So those are clear signs that there's something there for you to do with that information. And we would say start with, if you're getting a clear sign to basically invest your money in this area, then start with something that's comfortable for you, not to go crazy, (laughs) which could disturb your ego. But just to start in a way where you you start to build trust, especially with the information that you're getting. Take a step. And then you start to go, wow, that step was actually very beneficial, very helpful. I'm going to take another step and then another. So this is, uh, we feel that finance can be a great area to start to build trust with spirit. Um, And especially, and maybe there is a step that you take that seems where you kind of fall off a cliff. That's a great time we feel to pause and really sit with the question what is it spirit that I was meant to learn in this experience or what is it that I'm meant to heal before I can move on and start to experience you know more health more wealth more happiness Uh, because we can say that this is a muscle that that needs to be developed and can be developed especially over time and in a beautiful way and so I think those are the two big concerns or big fears that we feel people carry with them on a daily basis. Um, We would say that 2018, we feel is a little bit of a brighter year just because there, we, you know, as a, there is truth to the fact that in this uh, universe, even though it's a false illusory universe, you know, it still works uh, like a clock. It still goes through phases and that we literally, as a universe, are going through another large phase. We, are, we have been transitioning from uh, very unconscious masculine energy into very conscious feminine energy. And in any type of uh, transition like that, your personal life, your family life, your career, and you know the, the outside world will appear to be in deep chaos because it's... It literally is, quote-unquote, freaking out. <laughs> it has learned one way, one set of rules. If you do A, you get B. And now, you know, the rules are changing. So if you do A, you'll get something other than B. And so the, the mind, the ego mind, starts to freak out. And then what that looks like in the world is lack of peace, uh, more violence, uh, more anger, you know, hatred, there is still, you know, in the, in the United States, a lot more, the, the racism that was covered over is now in the light, it's being shined. Um, people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, showing what's in their true, their mind, their true mind and their true heart, which is actually a good thing, because now, once again, the country, the world gets to resolve these issues, if they choose to, if they choose to heal these things. Uh, but this time, fighting fire with fire is not going to work. <laughs> Uh, you know, what's the best way to put out a fire, especially when it's in the early stages, is you smother it. You you put your arms around it. You bring it in. You bring it love and hold it until it has no more oxygen and it goes out. That is what is called for now in this more conscious uh, feminine energy. And so we think this is a beautiful time to really start to demonstrate that. First, uh, with yourself, you know, self-love self-healing. Now, what is it that's preventing you from happiness or joy? And start working with spirit and asking spirit to start unlocking the doors for you. Because again, you don't know how to heal your mind. And we would also go as far as to say, for most of you, you don't know how to live a happy life. And so the more that you can start asking spirit first, like spirit, what would you have me do today to move another step forward to true happiness and wait and listen. If you don't hear anything, try it again. If you don't hear anything, try again. (laughs) But chances are you'll hear something or you can just sit there and say, I'm not moving until I finally hear something or get information or I get a phone call or the doorbell rings or whatever it is, you know, some way to get me moving again towards my happiness. 
and just to continue to let go more and more and to realize that you really don't know um, at least all the steps towards your happiness and to trust in spirit and to know that spirit actually does know all of this, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so we feel that there's probably more we could say about 2018 other than, yes, it's more of the same, but yes, it'll also feel like things are starting to become okay. Like there, there will be this underlying experience of it's, it's okay. You know, even though I'm, I'm seeing some things on the news, which we would say is just designed to ignite your ego and ignite your fear. So it's up to you to choose if you want to continue to watch things like that. Um, but just to be, if you're going to do it, just to really notice um, your feelings, notice the thoughts that are going through your mind and notice how real that you're, you're making even the news itself become <laughs> to you or to those around you. Um, and to, we would also recommend to practice forgiveness continuously while you're watching uh, media or reading media or watching the news. Um, but if you are going to do that, um, notice if there's this underlying feeling that, you know, despite the fact that I'm seeing this violence or this potential political upset or the craziness going on in another country, how do I feel on the surface level and how do I feel deep down inside? And we feel that uh, you'll start to become a lot more conscious and aware that there's a part of you that really understands that everything's going to be okay, that you're okay, that you're really held and loved by God, by Holy Spirit. And if you're not feeling that, really want to experience that more and more and more, which is a, a form of forgiveness in, its, in and of itself. But really, to ultimately ask yourself, what is it that I truly want? Do I really want God? Or do I really want all these other things that uh, the, the world seems to remind me of, you know, career, friends, family, relationships, money, um, even goals on a spiritual path. But if you truly want God, then keep asking for God and also notice how your life will become happier and more peaceful just by wanting that. And with that, we will end simply by saying God is. Okay, so it always surprises me what comes through, even though maybe I might have a little little bit of a knowing, but I just really never know connecting in this way what's going to come through. And I'm always surprised um, by how long um, I can talk without really much interruption or disconnection from this energy. And hopefully you um, felt and experienced that as well. Um, and hopefully you did feel that there's a little bit of a change or transition. I know personally for me, whenever I connect with this energy, my heart definitely does feel a lot more open and I feel like things are a lot more okay <laughs> when I connect with my holy, my higher self, holy self, higher holy self, maybe. Um, <laughs> but like right now, I just feel a lot lighter. I feel just better about everything. And so this is kind of a cool reminder that um, this doesn't have to to be like showy, but there's a really, there can be a benefit to connecting with your higher self, especially if you try to live more from your higher self perspective, or at least remember to connect in with that higher self energy and that, uh, especially remembering really your ultimate goal really is to be with God and to be and to connect through with the Holy Spirit. Um, and yeah, I think it's really interesting. Hopefully the the messages that you heard, there's definitely some very specifics and then some some really high level stuff, which I notice a lot of like channel messages seem to be pretty high level. They don't get too specific. I know I've really worked with Ozrin to say, hey, let's get a little bit more specific here. So hopefully you got a mix of that. Um, and, you know, maybe you heard something that you have some questions about, uh, or maybe you just have some comments about what you heard. And so I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and you can email me at um, storyteller at kreitza.com. And kreitza is K-R-Y-T-S-A. Again, that's storyteller at kreitza.com. Again, I'd really love to hear from you. So, 
yeah, that was today's show, a message for 2018, and that was uh, a channeling with uh, my higher self, Ozrin. And if, yeah, and also let me know if you thought that was cool and you want to hear more of that, because honestly, I really wasn't planning to do this for the show, but for some reason, you know, it wanted to come through now. And if this resonates with more people, then yeah, maybe I'll I'll do this like a few times a year or something, or maybe more. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I also want to remind folks that on the next show, Friday, January 26th at 4 p.m. Pacific on BBS Radio Channel 2, I'll have world-renowned psychic and author Darren Owens on, and we're going to be talking about his revised edition of uh, his first book, Reader of Hearts, which was published through New World Library. It's a great book. It's a mix of like an autobiography of Darren's life, but also a lot of his spiritual philosophies, which are really beautiful. And he's also very connected with Holy Spirit. And uh, I just want to briefly let people know that, you know, Masters of Love has been submitted to Hay House uh, just because I was in their writer's workshop and uh, be waiting through the month of January to find out if that's something that they're interested in. Uh, If not, I've already been on a dual path to Uh, self-published with Balboa Press. And so that's moving through the stages there. It was accepted through the first phase where they just make sure there isn't any legal issues with uh, the manuscript. So that made it through. It's going to go through an editorial assessment. Um, I'm definitely going to have it edited one more time. So that'll be exciting to have that come through. And I'll let you know more and more what's going to happen with uh, the novel Masters of Love, which is about Yeshua and his wife, Mary Magdalene and how they really thought and practiced the Course in Miracles, you know, over 2,000 years ago. And what does it take to actually perform miracles? Uh, Things like walking on water, raising the dead. I attempted to uh, guess, (laughs) really, (laughs) at what that might be like or what it might take, especially how they thought their way through it. And so again, just last reminder before we end the show here, just invite people to go over to kreitza.com. And sign up for the newsletter for free goodies. And if you sign up today, um, on January 12th, 2018, I will email you and gift a free one-hour intuitive session. So please come on over. Uh, plus, you'll also get a free ebook download. So come on over to kreitsa.com, K-R-Y-T-S-A.com, and sign up for the newsletter. And that way we can grow our community and strengthen our relationship and love of God, who is love. And God is I'll see all of you in two weeks. Take care and love ya. If you'd like to learn more about Deepening with the Divine or Scott Kreitza, please visit kreitza.com, K-R-Y-T-S-A dot com. You can sign up for my newsletter and receive a free ebook download, as well as many surprises and gifts throughout the year. The world needs more people like you God-minded and spirit workers.